Welcome, everybody, to the Motive Podcast, where we believe you are the hero of your life, your defective self-beliefs are your enemy, and the greatest motive in life is connection. I'm your host, Shaden Bertinoli. I'm a marriage and family therapist and founder of Motive, and I'm here with my awesome co-host, Bree McMullen. Hey, Shaden. Hey. How you doing? Oh, doing good. This whole podcasting thing is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's super entertaining for us. Okay, I have a question for you today. Cool. What is the thing we fear the most in life? Oh, <laughs> that's a... Besides podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. What is the thing we fear the most? So I uh, I don't know. Honestly, I don't, I don't know exactly. People could argue this probably day and night, but... What do you think? If I just talk from... If I just talk from the trenches, like from, you know, I'm going on, I'm going on a decade of therapy which is really kind of cool to yeah. feel and um and i've done a lot of you know i've been been a lot of places done a lot of therapy with many different types of people and and honestly when i look at my own life i there has been a theme that's been a, quite an quite an ironic almost yeah a, quite an ironic theme of what the greatest fear is in life and okay and so i'll ask people a lot like in my sessions what do you think is your greatest fear and in fact, I had this session one time with someone who is a while, is a long time ago in Alabama, and they were telling me how they had a hard time receiving affection. Hmm. Uh, so they they uh, they had a you know I think their boyfriend or somebody they she said that she just could not let him love her like and every time he would try to show affection she would feel herself pull away. Interesting. And then she even felt it like with um, her nieces and nephews that would try to love her and and she she just couldn't do it. And we had talked about it and the fear of rejection kind of came up and, and she was, she was kind of hesitant and, and thinking, yeah, that, you know, that is it. But, and uh, we went to these fears that most people would think are like the harder fears or the fears that like most people have, like being alone or rejected or losing control and, and uh, many others. But in the end, I, this, this epiphany came to me with her and I said, I think I actually know what you're afraid of, but I, I said, I don't know that you'd ever guess it. Okay. Because one of the things we had gotten to is that she was very, af- she was very afraid of, of giving up control. Gotcha. And we had talked about how when people are showing her affection, whether it's a hug or her boyfriend trying to even have any type of intimacy, like she just was scared. And, and we had talked how much, what well, we were saying, well, yeah, I guess it, you know, you're probably afraid to like give up control. And she's like, yeah. And it just didn't feel right though with her. And I said, I said, I think you're afraid of joy huh. and she's feeling like, that joy yeah and she's like what do you mean and i said well think of, i said think about it how many i said how many times she was like 30 something and i said can you count can you could you count in minutes how much joy you felt in your life yeah and she looked at me and she said honestly if i don't count like my childhood because I think mm-hmm. all of us had a lot of joy when we were kids but we don't sure. remember a lot of it at least I don't and a lot of people don't remember that a ton so I said memorable joy can you could you probably count it in minutes uh, the amount of time that you've been in the in the literal experience of feeling joy yeah what she said she's like oh totally hmm. and so I started asking more people this and more and more it kept coming out that yeah like people 
they haven't experienced joy and we do fear what we don't know we, yeah. we fear what we and and then i look at men and and so much of so much of masculinity is is about basically a duality of emotion sarcasm or yeah. hyper like excitement and anger mm-hmm. and not that every man is that way but there's there's a very restricted kind of socialization with men and we can talk about that a lot later but but in the end i'm at this point in my life i'm 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 at a pretty strong conviction that in all reality most of us are most afraid of joy yeah okay i like that any ideas why uh, no well <laughs> i i tend to think this is something that i'm maybe not afraid of afraid of but i do wonder sometimes in fact, I just had a conversation the other day with somebody and uh, we were talking about a specific person and I said, I think this person just feeds off drama in their life. They need that mm-hmm. to keep them going. Yeah. You know, that it's mostly self-inflicted and it's they, they don't feel happy, but their life is a disaster and they seem to like it that way. Yeah. So Sadly. it was interesting because with this person I drew... I drew what looked like a bullseye. Um, so there, and I, this, so this is, it was like, you know, a circle within a circle, within a circle, within uh-huh. a circle. And in the very middle, I wrote, I wrote the word joy, but then I also wrote love joy. And I, I speak German and Germans like to combine words a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'd never thought about it. And it's not like it's a new word, but I had this thought of like, in the very middle is this, this, this thing called love joy where, you are simultaneously feeling joy and love at the same time. So this exhilaration and, and freedom and euphoria that joy creates, but also like sincere connection and love, which for a lot of people in their sexual life is hope is a hope is it's like ho- something that yeah. people absolutely can get to. And I said, and I think that's why people are so afraid of joys. And I said, in order to get to this bullseye, in order to get to the middle, every one of these rings of these circles represents one more degree of letting letting go of control mm-hmm. but also being fully present yeah and i think that's where i was just thinking the presence thing i think as a mother and i'm sure a lot of moms can relate to this that you know your day is so day in day out you get up you get the kids to school you do this you do that you go to work you clean the house you do the dishes you you know fix the food and at the end of the day you sit back and go I'm exhausted. I haven't felt joy. You know, I'm snippy with my children because I don't feel joy and I'm not showing them love. And it's, I think that's an easy pattern to get into. Yeah. Especially as a mom. Absolutely. No. And I mean, as a, as a, as a male, I mean, I've always had a hard time being present anyway. My Mm -hmm. mind, I mean, I'm always daydreaming. I'm always thinking about something. (laughs) And, uh, and so to just, it's a big dreamer. (laughs) Oh yeah. Big time. And so if my, you know, if my mom was here, in fact, in fact, my mom and I have talked a lot about how I'll watch home videos and there is no, there, there's zero memory. Like really? I'll watch a home video and it's like watching it for the, it's, it's, it is watching it for the first time. Huh. There's no, there's no like, oh, I remember that, nothing. Huh. And it, and it goes up until like later teens. I, I did, my memory, it just, but my short term memory is really good. Yeah. But I, I just don't remember a lot of that. And she, she will, my mom tells me all the time, she said, I think it's has a lot to do with your lack of just being present. Huh, that makes sense. And I, and I agree. Uh, I was defensive when she first said it and I was like, <laughs> whatever. And, Moms it, are always right. I know it's true. <laughs> and so I've, I've taken a lot of thought in that and, and it's, but I think why, but 
why are we so afraid of joy? And I think for me as a male and, and men in general, joy is very vulnerable. Yeah. It, it, when you are feeling joy, you will be connected too. Mm-hmm. Like if you let yourself be joyful, like your husband. My husband's for anybody very that knows joyful. Court, court, yeah, her husband. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's not like a, a perfect man, but he absolutely is one of the most joyful people. And so are you. Well, you. They're just there's just a lot of joy around them, and it's it almost makes you uncomfortable sometimes <laughs> if you're not if you're not ready to be, you know what I mean? Because if, if you, you're not ready if to you be, come jo- to the household, joy, you're gonna be. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like court. I'm not ready for joy right now, man. No, but it's true. Like, and I think we've all experienced that when we're around somebody who ha- is feeling not just happy, not just excited, but actual just joy, which is this this presence of calm and happy it's it's a hard emotion to describe really yeah well and i think i was thinking that's why i related the mother thing i remember there being a time where i thought what do i ever feel joy and happiness and what is wrong with me and it's because you know uh, uh, even though i was there with my family we were interacting i felt like we were sort of circling each other all the time Mm. and there wasn't that um real interaction going on of showing love and hugging and laughing and being more present yeah you know that we just sort of circled around each other and that was uh, one time where i decided that was a goal for myself was to be more joyful Hmm. one year it's awesome so how do you think our insecurities or you know the way that we talk about them too is self like defective self-beliefs how do you think those impact joy Well, I think if you don't have any self-acceptance and you don't have the sufficient beliefs to be happy with yourself, it's really hard to be joyful. You don't love yourself. You can't love other people. Yeah. You know, you can be funny. You can laugh. um, And I think there's a big difference there. I do feel a lot of joy. I don't think a lot of things are funny. (laughs) (laughs) My 17-year-old daughter's constantly showing me videos and she's gotten to the point where she's like, I'm not even going to show you because you won't even laugh. It's not funny to you. And and so I think that people need to see that there's a big difference there. That being joyful is because you love yourself and you see yourself for the imperfect human being that you are, but you've accepted that. Yeah. And it allows you to open up that feeling of joy and love yeah. that you can share with others around you. That's a good point. Yeah. Joy is... uh yeah, it's it's something that I I hope I can't I think I can count it more in minutes. I think my kids have induced a lot more joy. Oh yeah. in my life, but I think before I had children, you know, and and my wife and I we we uh you know, we struggled with infertility. I mean, we I guess we still are infertile, you could say. <laughs> but we uh we were six and married for about six and a half years and, and until we finally were able to meet our son and adopt him. And I should probably share that story at some point, but we should, let's do a whole podcast. Huh? Yeah, maybe we will. But, um, but I, I think there's been a lot more, I think that's what's so beautiful about kids is they demand, they demand joy. Oh yeah. And, and as, as adults, I think we, in our tired state, in our need for ac- like external control, mm-hmm. we, we, we reject it. And when, it, when in all reality, I remember I came home from work, uh, it was, it had to have been about six months ago and my little daughter, Lula, who's, she must've been just, I don't know, a year, year and a few months old at that time. I thought, I, don't, I know that I'm so tired and I only have like 30 minutes before they go to bed. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought, but I'm just going to try to be present with her for even like five minutes, like just spend something with her. And I, yeah, I don't think it takes much with kids. We think it takes a long time to, oh, I got to sit down. I got to play with them. But I think really you just give them that undivided time, whatever it is, Yeah, you know, quality, not quantity. And uh, yeah, because and I, okay. I remember I had to put my, I put my phone away. I, yeah, I, I, and I sat on the couch and I had a little book and I just read a book to her. And let my brain stop thinking about everything else, which is really hard to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's hard for me to transition. Yeah. But um, but I remember feeling joy because, and I think it was actually I'd had a session or something that day too about joy, like this 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 very topic uh-huh. had come up, and like I, I thought, no, okay, I gotta, you know, I gotta practice what practice you preach. what I preach. Thank <laughs> you. And uh, and I remember thinking, man, that was it was so much more rewarding than it would have been just to sit on my phone and do something else. So. Well, yeah, and how much more fulfilling for us and for them, which in turn just keeps the cycle going. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and the, I mean, that scripture, there's a scripture that says men are and women are that they might have joy. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's one of the divine purposes God has given us is to actually to be joy. Yeah. Like men are that they might have joy. And and it's it's neat because it is. It's so contagious. Just like, you know, fear is I all of the the way that we are is contagious to other people and it's no pun intended because again we're sitting in the coronavirus time right now <laughs> but uh, as you can i mean i went to costco the other day and i had to wait in line to get there and oh, yeah. i got in there and they were like it was it they didn't i thought costco what are you doing like they didn't have music they didn't oh, have nothing and it, and it was like zombie it's like walking into a sterile building and and it's just put your sanitized car and totally. don't be happy and Totally. So I just think that's what's so neat is putting off, like living life with the, with this aura, if you will, of joy is a, is a, it's a very vulnerable thing. And I think it's way more vulnerable for men. Yeah. And I, and it's, but I, my buddy, uh, really good friend, but honestly, one of my best friends, his name's Jake Jensen and he's a, he's a professor at East Carolina university. And, uh, his research has a lot to do with male. So his re- he, he tracks couples and families and his research showed that the husbands or fathers uh basically his attitude in the home like his his, his the way that he the the persona that he shows the, mm-hmm. it it significantly impacts every single person in the home oh yeah whereas when a mom is off like if the mom or the wife is kind of off if her mood is kind of shaky it actually his, his research said that it's not it's not significant really does it impact people sure but he did say that the male's mood, like there's the there significant correlations between his his mood and everybody else's, huh. and uh, and I agree. I can I can see it. I think kids are more uh, exposed to their mom, and they just yeah. you know like they're just desensitized to her fluctuating moods because they're yeah. around her a lot more. But when dad comes home, and he's in a mood, it absolutely affects everybody. Yeah. And uh, and so personally in my life, I've had to create a transition. For myself where uh, I used to call Shelly when I drove home from work mm-hmm. but I would hear the kids in the background screaming <laughs> and I just pull makes in, you upset yeah and I'd pull mm-hmm. into the driveway and think here we go I'm already got to get after one of my kids because he's disrespecting Shelly and it's just a bad way to start so I've stopped calling her and I I actually try to eat some food in my drive home and and then I try to say a prayer before I go in and say like help me to transition from a therapist to be to yeah. being a dad yeah and it's amazing how much that's helped in just trying to check myself and being more intentional about it. And I think our world could do 
I think a lot of husbands and fathers out there could could dramatically impact their families just by doing something that simple. Yeah. And making it more intentional. So. Yeah, I look back at my growing up, and I have to say I feel very thankful to my parents and blessed. I had a I have amazing parents, and but yeah, I look back at my childhood, which I do remember a lot of, and um, most of that joy is centered around my dad. You know, and all the memories that I have. Is it? Are from him. That's awesome. The fun that he brought into our life. Yeah. Yeah, me too. All righty then. Well. So what's the challenge? What's the... Oh, you know, I keep thinking about my 15-year-old son as we've been talking about this, who... Uh, it, it, <laughs> I don't even know what the way to say it. He exudes so much joy sometimes that it's irritating. Mm-hmm. But he has such a power to influence the people around him. Um, and, you know, maybe that's our challenge to think about. You know, the way you behave and the more joy you have in your life really impacts the people in your circle and the people you interact with. And yeah. so And I would and I would I would say to to check yourself on the things you are trying to control in your life that are probably things you probably can't control. Mm-hmm. But even things that maybe you can control, stop trying to and let yeah. go and, and focus way more on just connection. Yeah. You know, these earthquakes have been really interesting and I hope that they do impact people's perception on what's actually important. Yeah, because I'll never I'll never forget when my dad was diagnosed with his with his disease, how quickly it just impacted perspective on what's actually important and what isn't. And so, um, yeah, that that, that's where my challenge would be. Focus on connection. Try to let yourself go there and actually see, do you have some resistance to feeling it when it's like hitting you in the face? Yeah, So I like it. Awesome. Have a good one. Talk to you later. See you later.